This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Welcome. We're going to start our day with our great things. So go ahead and take a couple seconds to reflect on something great that you accomplished. Yes, you. Not someone else. Not a team. What did you do? We don't take enough time recognizing our great things, and it's hard to recognize it when we need to. So we make it a habit here on the Death of a Dream podcast to recognize our own greatness. So go ahead, take some time, write it down, say it out loud for those bonus points that don't actually exist, and recognize it. So my great thing really was I got... Actually, my greatest thing from the weekend was coming home and cooking a meal that my family actually liked. Like, the whole thing. They liked it. It was insanity. Literal insanity. And it was a new recipe as well. And I actually did good. Which is crazy. And I feel great about that. So... It can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be something crazy. You don't have to be the CEO of a company to practice greatness in your daily life because you're great. We just don't talk about it enough. So today, another thing that we're going to talk about is feedback. Oh, blessings to all of you who love feedback. That's coming in quotations because... Nobody loves it, but I'm going to talk you through exercises to help you be okay with and actually love getting feedback. That's right. You heard it here first. Share this with all your friends because we all need help, right? Lord help us all. And the bigger problem with feedback is some people get on like feedback high horses where they're like, you know what? I'm just... I'm going to go ahead and throw some um, rocks at your house, even though my house is also glass, you know, but I'm just better than you. So I'm going to go ahead and give you this Mm, because you need it, Mm, right? Watch out for those people. They have no good feedback for you, whoever you are. You're not here to help me. So, but they are even as hateful as they are. And that's the harder part is recognizing what is helpful feedback and what's just hurtful feedback. And there definitely is a difference. Um, Some people are out with a vengeance to tear people down. Let me say it again. Some people are out with a vengeance to tear people down. I had a discussion with my daughters this weekend as they were, I don't remember what they were playing, but my three-year-old says, that dress is ugly. And I was like, um, she didn't say it to me. Thank goodness. Cause first off, it's not very often that you'll find me in a dress. And second off, Girl knows better, okay? But she said it to her sister, which is crazy. So I said, Baylor, why would we use words to hurt someone? And she looked at me and she's like, you're right. 
which probably isn't how she responded. But as I'm playing this back in my head, that absolutely is how she responded because I just raise really awesome kids, okay? I don't even have bad stories for you. Totally kidding. <laughs> but then her next comment was, that dress is beautiful, which is the only thing you should say. I can't even remember what really obnoxious saying my mom said growing up, but I think it was something like this. I don't even remember what it was, but something to the fact of if you can't say anything, oh yeah, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Literally, those words aren't helpful. When they're coming from a place of hate, we can't take people and build them up. Now, when they're coming out of a place of love, right? That's where those words are helpful. So how we could have flipped the script on what Baylor said to her sister about her dress being ugly is, I, th I think you could find something that fits even better, right? Instead of ugly or, hey, let's look for some different colors or what do you love about this dress, right? And then have them describe it because the things that they fell in love with it for, a lot of times will convince you too. And it's not about you and what you're comfortable with. If someone's out there killing it in a style that isn't for you, so what? Move on. That's beautiful. So anyone, no matter what it looks like or feels like, there's beauty there. Okay, so how do we get over the sting of feedback. Eee, I know. It hurts. It does. It really does. Especially because some people are just hurtful about it. But no matter what, no matter if the feedback is hurtful, no matter if it's helpful, no matter if it's true, not true, it's feedback and it exists. There's an underlying belief that goes with that feedback. And the only thing that you need to ask yourself in that moment isn't whether or not it's right, wrong, or otherwise, is that do you want people to believe that? Right? So if Susan comes up to me at a party and she says, you know, <laughs> You're a strong leader, but your people hate you, right? And I'd be like, what? Um, Susan, what? How do, you, how do you know this? What are you talking about, right? And right in that moment where I need to shift my mindset to is this. Is that something that I want people to believe? Because it's out there. Whether I want it to be or not, whether Susan just made that up or not, is that something I want people to believe about me? Probably not. I probably don't want people to think that I'm a strong leader and that everyone that I lead hates me. I probably want the people I lead to like me. 
They don't have to love me, but at least like me, right? So, in that moment, instead of going over in the corner and crying, right? I'm going to wait till I get out to my car. Um, you have a decision to make right in that moment. And you can take that feedback as painful and hurtful and all of the things, right? There may be a grieving process to that because maybe you had no idea. But first and foremost, if it's not something that you want people to believe about you, then it's worth changing. Then it's worth setting things up to create a new experience around that, whatever it is. So if someone comes up and they're like, man, you know what, Anna? Bangs are really fucking stupid. And you look like an idiot. First and foremost, um, screw you. Okay, bangs are awesome. Secondly, bangs are not something that everyone can pull off. And I am here for any look that not everyone can pull off because it makes me feel like people think I know something they don't, which I do. And that's that bangs are awesome and that they are cheaper than Botox. And so I am going to be here in this bang moment. So that's what I'd be thinking in my head when he said that, like, okay, <laughs> you just, you don't know. You don't know. It's okay. God bless you. Um, that would be my first reaction. But my second reaction, no question is going to be, do I want him to hold that belief? Honestly? I don't care. That doesn't seem like a belief as much as it just seems like an opinion. And I could spend a lot of time wasting away in there and start growing out my bangs because this Joe Schmo thinks he knows bangs better than I do. But is it something that I want to react to or am I confident here? He can go ahead and have that belief about bangs, okay? I just know things and they aren't going anywhere. Got it? Because I can't afford Botox yet. But once I can, no, I might keep the bangs because honestly, it's cool. <sighs> but in that moment, does, do I want people to have that belief or don't I? And is that even mine to fight? Honestly, bang culture goes back a long ways. There have been fights over bangs for years. Are bangs cool? Are they not? I don't know. They go in and out kind of like plaid. Now, receiving feedback can be hard, right? But I need you to set it up as a belief statement. If someone holds this belief, whether it's true, valid, or otherwise, do you want them to? And if you don't, that's worth setting yourself up to create a new experience, right? So if people think that you're lazy, how do you want to show up? Maybe you don't want people to think you're lazy. So then what, what are key things that you can show up consistently for that are going to prove that you aren't lazy. And here's the deal. If you can't get the people's ear that you receive that feedback from, 
which you should be able to. Survey Monkey exists, people. Go ahead, send out a survey. You might only get three, but that's still going to give you better sight into that belief. If you can't get their ear, send out a survey. Ask clarifying questions one way or the other and not from a pain place, from a love place. Do you want people to believe that about you or don't you? Right? It's just a belief. It's not right or wrong. It's just a belief. And if you don't want people to believe that thing about you, then it's worth changing. And that's where you're going to set up new changes around that. And it's okay to even call your shot on those changes. So if someone said to me, you know, Hannah, you are always late. You're always late. Right? And I could be like, well, no, I'm not. And honestly, sometimes my kids are just jerks in the morning. And like, it's once in a blue moon. Give me a break you try. Seriously, come over. You try. You want to get these kids ready? Go for it. Um, right? And I could drum through all of the excuses that I have, or I can just take it in. Okay? People believe that I'm always late. Do I want them to believe that about me? Probably not. It's not a great thing. Or do I care? If I do care, then it's worth setting up new experiences to deliver on the opposite. And it's okay to tell people that this is what you're going to do. So if you receive feedback that you're late from a team, from your director, from whoever, you might go back to that team and say, hey, I know there's a belief that I'm always late and I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to commit to being here every day before 8 a.m. Right? And getting people on board with what your mission is gives you more room for um, remission. I don't know if that's the right word. But if you go back, if you revert back, as long as you don't do it more than three days in a row, if it's like a one-off, like say you get a flat tire and you're late, I don't want people to be sitting there going, oh, well, she's always late, right? When we're calling that shot, that might give people more understanding and belief to help you do better. Okay, so bottom line, when the feedback is just a belief, it's not as painful, because beliefs aren't right or wrong. They're just beliefs. And if it's something you don't want people to believe, then it's worth showing up in a new space then it's worth creating new experiences. Being late is very tangible. But you can call that in the back of your head. What does it sound like? What does it look like when you're being this person? Who are you? And what are you doing? Right? And I think I struggle with feedback a lot, or I used to. And once I put the belief filter on feedback, it didn't hurt as bad. Because it's just kind of like, well, I mean, I don't know. Whether a hundred people think it or one person thinks it, and they're just being hurtful, do I want even that one person to think it? Right? 
And then the second caveat of that is, do you care? Do you even care? And if you do, then it's worth creating a new experience. And it may not be that tangible. Then the flip side is giving feedback. And this one's tricky um, just because we've been taught so many different ways to do it, right? And um, my best teacher growing up really was to do this very passive aggressively, right? And that was modeled for me all day long. Still is. It's a beautiful thing. Just be passive aggressive and people, you know, it won't hurt as bad if you're just like being a super big jerk, but you're also being kind of nice at the same time. Just layer it, right? And we've heard of the layering, right? Sandwich the negative. And I don't even want it to be negative, right? I want you to give feedback out of love, not out of, you know, improvement is love, people. If you're wanting to make people better, that's just love, right? But if you're trying to call people out because you believe you're better, uh, Glasshouse is my good friend. That's not a good place to give feedback from, right? As long as <laughs> if you're not willing to take it yourself, but you are more than willing to dish it out, person, I need you to take this really listen to it and take it all in. You are not better. And if all of your feedback comes from a space of, well, I do this and you could really do a lot better if it looked a lot more like this, right? You could, you could, you really could, right? Okay. You need to listen to me right now. You have to stop. That anxiety that fear, the things that keep you up all night long, right? Those things, that's you. Throwing stones from a glass house and fearing every second of every day that those stones are coming back, right? You can't even think straight because you've passive aggressively gave people feedback or directly gave people feedback so much from a place of you're better than everyone that you can't even think. Okay. And I only know this because guess what? Again, this gal right here talking to you, um, is still recovering from that. It's still super hard to not just give people hateful, unhelpful feedback. It's hard. You have to keep a conscious filter on it. So when you're giving feedback, it can help to structure it like this. I really love that you are taking phone calls in the afternoon to be available for people. And where I think you could do this better is to do it even more 
I mean, I know you don't have a lot of time, but it's really great to just be able to call you at a set time and not have to sit a meeting, right? And that you're just openly available. So what was painful about that? Well, let me tell you what it might have sounded like. Hannah (laughs) 1.8. Hey, you know, I'm doing all of this really awesome work. I probably wouldn't have said that because I'm not that bold. You know, I'm working on all of these projects and it would really be great if I could get a hold of you once in a while because I need um, your help or at least just your approval on some things. Now, that was painful and sort of passive aggressive and not helpful because that person's going to leave that meeting feeling attacked and not built up. And when you put people into defense mode with your feedback, they stop listening to you. It stops feeling like an improvement and starts feeling like a witch hunt, right? And when people go into defense mode, you best believe they're coming back for you. Okay? That's why you can't sleep. Because you know these people are just building up enough to attack back. Ooh, that's scary, right? But they are. And that will keep you up every night. Keeps me up just thinking about people who have to live that life. Okay? You're not perfect, neither is anyone else, and that's what's important here. Anytime that someone presents us with feedback, we can take it, internalize it, and create new experiences around it if it's not something we want people to believe. If we don't care, if that's not our stake in the game, move on, dudes. But if you do care, then it's probably worth something changing, and that's going to take movement around new changes. If you get home and your kids are like, oh my gosh, you're always on your phone, you're going to instantly go, no, I'm not. I'm not. Right? And if that's a belief that you don't want them to have, whether or not you believe them, um, then it's worth creating some change because what they're seeing, that belief is coming from somewhere. Right? And so you can create new experiences around what you want them to believe about you, right? Or it's your spouse or whoever it is. And bottom line, all feedback is good. And some feedback comes from a negative space, but there's still validity there right? There's still worth there. And the only thing you can do in that moment is to take it in as a belief. And if it's something you don't want people to believe about you, then it is worth changing. Don't take it further than that. That's it. Beliefs aren't right or wrong. You just have a decision. Do you want people to think that about you or don't you and don't take it any heavier than that right because you don't have to so 
your feedback when you're giving it. I just want you to layer it as, and you could do even more of, right? That would be your um, improvement, right? Or your constructive feedback, I think is what it's officially called. But you're going to start it with, hey, you're really freaking awesome at this. What I think you could do even more of is this, right? Whatever that constructive feedback is, that's how you flip it. That's how you layer it. If I'm talking to um, a co-worker that I want to be more creative at um, our group meetings, right? And so I'd be like, you know what? You bring so many great ideas and they're struggling right now with uh, not letting go of ideas and not bringing through their true creative self, right? And that might be what I say to them. Hey, I know that you're not letting go and that you're not really bringing me what I need you to and um, you need to get better, right? That might be how it sounds. Or it could sound like this new feedback space that we're going to go to. Hey, you really bring awesome ideas to the table. You do. You get so creative. You're so awesome at taking us to a new space. What I think you could do even more of is really letting go even more. You bring so many great ideas and I want more of them from you, right? So which one felt better? The second one, because you just continue the build. It's not like build, breakdown, build. It's build, build. The whole thing felt like a build, right? Because I just keep building you up, even in the feedback that I gave you, it's still a buildup. Dude, you're super awesome at this. And you could do even more of it. Right? And that inevitably is saying, you aren't doing enough, but that's not how I said it. I continued the feedback build. And that's what's important. I don't ever want anyone to sit in a glass house and break down, break down, break down, break down. First and foremost, that is going to hurt you and them. If you're constantly just looking to break people down or to show them how much better you are than them, you're all going to end up hurt. We have to give feedback from a place of build and love to build, right? Them being stronger only makes you stronger. But if you can't find something good first, you got a bigger problem than I can probably solve with you based on this feedback exercise. But bottom line, feedback is amazing because it helps you to grow as you're weaving through what's true and what's not bottom line 
bottom line, point case, done, close this podcast, bottom line is if someone has that feedback, right? Maybe you heard it from someone, maybe it's somewhere. Bottom line is this. If you hear feedback, that is a belief. If you don't want people to believe that, it is worth setting up exercises around it, right? So then when one parent or person is going around and they're consciously finding ways to break you down and continue to build this belief, you can say, you know, we're doing this because I got some feedback that I wasn't being effective and as a leader. And so in order to show up more effective for you, I am going to have office hours from eight to nine and four to five every day. So you can come in here and talk to me about things that are going on and I'll be available to you as a leader, right? Whatever it is, if there is a belief that you don't want to exist, even if it's from one minuscule person, if it's a belief you don't want to exist, then it's worth changing your behavior around. And it's not painful. It's beautiful. Even if it's not coming from love, you can love yourself and your headspace around anything. If you set yourself up to receive it as a belief that you don't want to exist. 